Hi, everyone. I'm Martina Castro, the host of the Vivo Songbook. Before we start, you should know this episode contains spoilers. So if you haven't watched Vivo, stop everything you're doing, press pause, and go watch it. We'll be here when you're done. Is this thing on? We are going to the Mambo Cabana. The Mambo the what what? Vivo, this is really important. Martha needs to hear this song. What difference can one song make? What difference can one song make? That's the question we're on a mission to answer on the Vivo Songbook, a show where we dive deep into the story and songs of Vivo, the movie from Sony Pictures Animation, now streaming on Netflix. I'm your host, Martina Castro, and this is our last episode. Ah, endings are so hard. But Vivo's story taught us that to really end something, sometimes you have to go back to the beginning. You spent your life making music. So that's why today we're going back to the moment Vivo started his journey with the desire for one more song, his desperate call for an encore with Andres. All I want to do is play again with you, my friend. And then we'll dig deep into the encore that Vivo did get in the end. We'll return to the song One of a Kind, but this time, South Florida style. That's right. In this last episode, we're going to explore not one, but two songs. And together, we'll see what difference these amazing songs make in the story of Vivo. We'll talk to Vivo's co-director, Brandon Jeffords, executive music producer Alex Lacamoire, and Lin-Manuel Miranda himself to find out how they created a song to launch Vivo on his big quest. Your job as a songwriter is always to just try to find the most honest way of meeting the moment. That's the job. And it's that simple. And it's that complicated. And then we'll explore how Vivo found a new home in Miami with one final song. But we're going to do something really special. We'll sit at the keyboard with Alex Lacamoire for a musical masterclass. You think it's going to be a salsa tune because you're just hearing the bass with no percussion, really. But then after that, you hear the reggaeton figure. The power of music to help you find your place in the world. That's coming up on the Vivo Songbook. When Lin-Manuel Miranda came up with Vivo's first songs back in 2009, there were a few things he knew about the story he was going to tell. The fun of working on an animated piece is, uh, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of where you can go in space and time. Your limit is your imagination because you can kind of go anywhere. Well, you can go anywhere, but you got to start somewhere. And that somewhere for Vivo is, of course, Havana, when he decides to deliver Andres' love song to Marta. Vivo gets launched into the world. His destination, Miami. If you've ever been to Miami, it's the most natural place in the world to set a musical because there's music coming out of every corner of the place. Uh, Same with Havana. 
and the fun of playing with Cuban music and Latin American music is just irresistible. But when and how does Vivo decide to go on this mission to Miami? That moment is a major turning point in the story of Vivo. It needed to be special. So the directors of the movie decided to stop for a minute and spend some time imagining how that special moment could unfold. One of the first scenes that I tackled was when Vivo discovers the love song. It's the thing that launches him on the journey. This is Brandon Jeffords, the co-director of the movie. Early on, he wrestled with the idea of how to launch Vivo on his quest. And because he's a storyboard artist, he first took that brainstorming to pen and paper. So I remember drawing a lot of different angles of Vivo sitting on that Malacan wall in Cuba. And he was finding the song and there was a breeze blowing in the trees above and the coconuts were like playing this, this tune that was like a siren song calling him to go on his journey to Miami. Coconuts? Did he say coconuts? Well, look, the, the scene changed, right? Because Lynn eventually wrote a song for it. It's a song called One More Song in the movie. And even though the location changed and the idea changed, the moment, that magical moment, was still there. That's right. To tell the story of the magical moment when Vivo decides to go on his journey, Lin-Manuel would need to write a new song. What better way to send this little musician kinkajou on his quest, right? So Lin-Manuel and the filmmaking team got to work and started playing around with ideas for this song. To me, it's like, what is the best music and best heartbeat to tell the story in a given moment. What is the tempo, what is the heartbeat of this character? How do they enter the world musically? To figure this out, they brought in another key person, someone who makes the musical magic happen. The only natural choice to help us work on this was my friend Alex Lackamore. Alex is Cuban-American, grew up in all of the places where this movie takes place. And so everything that comes out of him is, is authentic. But we also already had a shorthand of nearly 20 years working together. My job as the executive music producer of Vivo is to be in charge of all the music and how it sounds in the movie. That means Alex did a whole bunch of things to get the songs of Vivo heard. He worked with the singers during the recordings. He supervised the mixing of the music. But he also composed the original score. Alex is an incredible musician um, and an incredible writer in his own right. Um, And so I could see the fun he was having in terms of digging through the sounds of his childhood and his culture. This is how it works. First, Lin-Manuel writes the songs, and he makes rough demos. And then Alex does two very important things. One, he creates an arrangement for each song. An arrangement will be kind of the big picture, the bird's eye view of a piece of music. And in the case of Vivo, an arrangement will be like, oh, I think the song should feel like a charanga song from Cuba. I think the percussion should come in here, and I think the ending should be like that, et cetera, et cetera. So the arrangement gives the song its flavor. But I did say Alex did two things, right? Well, the other one was to orchestrate the song. That's the writing it down. That's deciding, okay, I think we're going to have uh, 12 violins on this, and I think uh, we're going to need four percussionists. The first trumpet will do this, and the second trumpet will do that, and the third trumpet will do that. And you actually write it down. Alex 
Alex puts all those little details in what becomes a music score so that each musician can sit down with it to read and play their part. For one more song, Alex wanted his arrangements and orchestration to also do something else. Remember, one more song tells the story of the moment Vivo decides to go on this whole journey to Miami and deliver Andres' love song to Marta. So Alex wanted the music to help build this important moment in the story of Vivo. I think the power of One More Song is the storytelling of it. And I just love that in Lynn's writing, you just have a story being told in this really tight three-minute jam. It's fantastic. It starts off as a sad moment, right after the memorial for Andres on the Plaza in Habana Vieja. It's late at night, and Vivo's left behind all alone, holding a white flower. And that's when we first hear one more song. Vivo is feeling such grief. The music, the arrangement feels very uh, spare, and it's very bare, and it's just those two guitars. And a cello comes in and responds. A flute comes in and responds. It's all these little colors just come in as the song starts to take shape and, and get a little bit more full. It's like the instruments are trying to talk to Vivo, but what he longs to hear is the voice of Andres. Vivo is basically saying that he wants Andres to still be part of his world, a part of his life. Overwhelmed by sadness, not sure where to go next, Vivo asks for a sign. Hey, I said, one more song, just one more, all that I long for, give me a sign, it's not too late. And he loses his hat. When he finally picks it up, Andres' song to Marta falls out. We see the sheet music, and then Vivo hears these other voices, and they sing the words, one more song. One more song, one more song. And this is where the music changes. The percussion comes in, and you can't help but feel something stir inside you, kind of like it's stirring in Vivo, a sense of purpose and hope. Vivo is starting to get the idea of like, wait a second, I need the song to be heard. I need Marta to sing it. I need uh, Andres to live on. And it's through this song being heard and performed that he will live forever because Andres is in this music. So it starts out just like this, I just want to hear one more song from you. And then here's Brandon again. The definition of that changes because then it's like, oh, wait a second. I'm carrying that one more song with me, right? And so the entire energy of the song changes. We hear the lyric, one more song, and the band, it keeps you in a tense kind of suspense because we haven't arrived yet. We hear ra, ra, and now we get into the groove. I love that that moment allows us to really land and for people to have his true aha moment. Here's one more song, just one more time to be strong for the journey ahead. Sing through the doubt, sing through the dread with a scream and a shout. Break through the fear like the sun through the clouds. Like it's still here, no crying aloud. I'll try to get out, I'll try to be strong. Yes, I'm moving on. It's time for one more song. It's in that moment that Vivo's emotions shift from sadness to determination from not knowing where to go next to finding a clear mission. 
it's the power that only a song can have, you know. I'm so glad that there was a song written for that moment. This song, this moment, powers Vivo's mission throughout the movie. To find Gabby on the Malecon and hop in her suitcase, onto a crazy bicycle chase in Key West, and even into a duel with a Burmese python in the Everglades. Until finally, Vivo delivers the letter to Marta. I have a new song to sing. You know, Vivo, Andres would be so proud of you. Mission accomplished for Vivo. But now that his quest is over, what's next? Did you get the song to Marta? You did it! That's right. We did it. After all these adventures, Gabby and her mom are ready to bring Vivo into their home. Bienvenido a la familia, Vivo. But a new city and a new country, a new life? Vivo's never been too good with new things. The only new thing he wanted was one more song with Andres. An encore. So, what now? Well, Vivo does get one more song. He gets his encore. And if you listen closely, it sounds a bit like one of a kind. The song he used to sing with Andres in Havana. But now... Okay, Gabby, let's get to work. Vivo is in Key West with his new best friend, Gabby, and a few flamingos and a boombox. And together, they have a new routine, inspired by Andres, but also completely their own. It's time for the movie's grand finale. And to really get all that happens in this scene, we're going to join Alex Lacamoire at his piano and hear him break down everything that's happening in the song. Alex, take it away. So the way the song begins, it feels very fanfarish, right? Because it's Gabby introducing Bebo. Hey, calling our grown-ups animals and kids right this way. So it's very, you know, ringleader, like, ladies and gentlemen, right? It's got that to it. And then after that, she introduces uh, Bebo. Go, go, go. And then the bass. That Latin-centric thing where the bass is on the four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. So already that's a Latin vibe. So you think it's going to be a salsa tune because you're just hearing the bass with no percussion, really. But then after that, you hear the reggaeton figure. And then the full reggaeton beat pattern. So while the bass is playing a Latin salsa figure, the drums are playing a reggaeton figure. So already we have like a hybrid mashup of styles happening. To say nothing of the tres, which is playing its own jamming figure, right? Right? And then Vivo is on top of that rapping, sounding fantastic. And then we get to the recapitulation of that theme that from the top of the movie. Hey, lo, le, lo, lie, lo, le, lo, lie, lo, le, lo, le. 
And that was the theme that Andres and Vivo used to sing, but now Gabby and Vivo sing it because they're the new duo. So it carries the tradition of where Vivo came from. But on top of that, in between those phrases, we had Nankarino and his mate Valentina urging us to clap hands and to join the party, right? So we hear, hey, and Dankarino and Valentina sing. And if you like this dance, won't you clap your hands? If you like this dance, won't you clap your hands? Go! So it gets us into the party. So then the sand dollars come in and they're potting and they're jamming. And then all of a sudden we have this little break because Marta arrives. Martha's instrument in the movie is the piano. We see her play it, and I use the piano whenever we have themes of Martha's. So when she arrives, we have a killing piano montuno. One, two, three, four. And she just says a catchphrase on top of that. Que diga presente! Which feels to me like a fun entrance worthy of a diva. <laughs> so it was just fun to just have that there. And then we end uh, the song, not with a big, huge bang per se, but we have the small intimate moment where we just zero in on Vivo and Gabby again. We are one of a kind. So we just come back to then and it's just a sweet little moment for them. And then, but. And that's a wrap. The curtain closes on Vivo's new song, and it turns out what he found at the end of his journey wasn't exactly what he was looking for. But it's more than he could have imagined at the beginning. Andres very simply saved Vivo's life. Um, Vivo's in his debt, but he also loves what they made together. I think that's the other thing that is sort of a, an incredible theme through it. Like the things we create together kind of go on and outlive us. Vivo's call for a new song has been answered. He has kept Andres in his little kinkajou heart, and he brought in the new rhythms and the new friends he discovered along his journey. He has taken us on a tour of Latin music, and Vivo has found an answer to the question he asked us and himself at the beginning of the movie. What difference can one song make? This was also a big question for Chiara Alegria Hudis, the screenwriter of the movie, because, just like Vivo, she knows music can help you find your place in the world. What difference can one song make? I mean, when I heard Gloria Stefan sing conga, and it was playing on the radio, on a mainstream, not a Spanish station, but an English station, that made a difference. That one song made a big difference in my life. It said, don't be ashamed. Don't hide who you are. You're here and your music is joyous. This knowledge was big for Chiara and for many of the creators of Vivo. Because if the world has room for your music, well, it has room for you. This is Gloria Estefan. To us, the more Latinos that succeed, the better it is for all of us. And the more well-rounded people's idea is of who we are. That's why I think Vivo is so important. Because when you see someone on TV and you're like, oh, they're Cuban, I'm like, I'm Cuban too. I can't overexpress how important that is to see yourself represented in that way and to feel like, oh, wow, because they did it, I could do it too. That's a testament to what difference one song can make. Now, when you think about other songs adding on to that, then it becomes a symphony. What I've learned from Vivo is that there's always one more song in life. 
One song that becomes many songs. And together, they can make the world feel like home. That's the power of music in the story and songs of Vivo. It's through your music A song for someone else to hear So I'll take it home where it belongs All I have to do is sing louder than my fear I need you here for one more song Just one more You need an encore I need to go get there in time this was our last episode of the Vivo Songbook. Thank you so much for listening. But we have one more thing for you. Be sure to check out the last bonus ode. You'll get to flex your creative songwriting muscle with the one and only Gloria Estefan. Oh, and of course, if you want to spot all the things we talked about in this episode and throughout the series, you can still watch or rewatch or re 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 rewatch Vivo. Streaming now on Netflix. This episode of the Vivo Songbook was written by Natasha Ruck, who is also our story editor. Martin Chossard is our lead producer and sound designer. Louise Gill is our production manager and mastering engineer. And we had additional mixing and sound design from Giovanna Romano Sanchez. Special thanks to Adonde Media's Mariano Pachela, to Garth Burkhard, and Paige Borsos from Sony Pictures Animation. Charlie Yader from Sony Music, and to our consultants, Natasha Crandall from Crandall Consulting, and Andrew Barkan and Polly Hall from the Ear Snacks podcast. And most importantly, thank you to the entire Vivo filmmaking team. Thank you for watching Vivo and listening to the Vivo Songbook. My dream is that when people walk away from this movie, that they are more uplifted than when it began and that they keep coming back for that feeling. This movie is just pure joy. You know, 90 minutes of joy. I am so proud of Vivo and Gabby's friendship. I love their friendship. Gabby reminded me of my childhood, but I think it was more shy than Gabby. Really does remind me of why I fell in love with animation as a kid. You know, selfishly, I always hope people are like, oh, look at the lighting. <laughs> look at the lighting. Hopefully somewhere people will be getting out of their seats and sort of clapping and dancing along. I know my kids, they love this movie. I mean, I really like above and beyond anything I've ever worked on. I get asked to put on Vivo more than anything. The Vivo Songbook was a production of Adonde Media for Netflix and Sony Pictures Animation. I'm your host and executive producer, Martina Castro. Nos vemos. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a great one, everybody. Ciao, salud. Que Dios lo bendiga a todos. Ciao, familia. Ciao.